Hello and welcome to another installment of the Y Football Podcast with me, Michael Dryden and Etches Adokru today and with Gareth Southgate set to release his England squad on May 25th for the upcoming Euros, we discuss who we think should be on the plane or on the bus because they're going to be playing in London <laughs> mainly um, and who we think Gareth will ultimately uh, settle with. Before we start, please follow us on Twitter at YFootball underscore and subscribe with us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Acast and YouTube. Uh, good morning, Eches. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm good. Thanks, Droids. Um, can't complain. Saw some of the boys yesterday um, for mm. uh, a good pub session, which was which was enjoyable. <laughs> Feeling fresh? Uh, feeling fresh. I'd say out of 10, um, I'd put my health bar at 12%. So that doesn't oh. make any sense. <laughs> you, can tell, you can tell how bad it is. It doesn't even make any sense. So yeah, my, my health bar is 12%. And my, if, I, if it was out of 10, it'd be a solid 2. But here I am today because I care so much about the podcast and all of our listeners, including Phil and his dog. How are you doing, Jordan? <laughs> yeah, I like the health bar analogy, even though you completely get uh, <laughs> the wrong way. But um, yeah, not bad. I don't think you'd be making the plane this summer if you <laughs> or the bus in your, your current form. But um, yeah, not bad at all. Uh, watched most of the Leicester game yesterday. I was really glad to see the Foxes come home with it. You know, the story with the owner dying and whatnot and his son on the pitch and stuff afterwards. It was it was really good to see and it was a good game. But and I was just would have been devastated at the end. I don't know if you saw it because you're out, but the own goal that was um, disallowed for offside it was a, yeah, it was a Wes Morgan own goal. Yeah, yeah, and it, sorry, wasn't, yeah. it wasn't Wes Morgan's fault. And it was a really good ball for Thiago Silva to get Chilwell in. But it would have been devastating if it had been Morgan. And you mm. just know if you just know Chelsea would have went on to win that game, I think. Like, had they equalised, um, especially with the, the, the main man, Giroud, on the pitch, um, four, four-time FA Cup winner. So, yeah I, was, yeah, I was happy about that. But overall... Uh, can't complain, but looking forward for to Gareth releasing his squad, um, which should be on, on a on a side note. Really quickly, do you think you could beat Wes Morgan in a foot race? They're going to see in a fight there. It's going to say absolutely <laughs> not. <laughs> uh, Wes Morgan, he's probably quicker than what you think, but no, surely, surely I would. I mean, he's holding now thirty six, yeah, thirty five. Around that, um, he was yeah. looking a bit stocky as well, which is a bit rude to say, but um. <laughs> they brought him on in like the 81st minute and like I kind of thought are oh, they bringing him on because it's a bit of a talking like I've not seen him play at all this season I think he's played since December I think he came on the Europa League group stages or, or something like that for them I think the commentator mentioned hmm. um, so I've not seen him play in ages he could still be a good centre-half but I assume given his age <laughs> a lot since that Premier League win that he isn't but he came on like with like 10 minutes to go like so yeah, they must still rate him but I thought he was coming on basically to collect the, the medal and lift the trophy and I thought with 10 minutes to go, it was a bit bold. Um, but no, yeah, I'd say I could beat him in a foot race. In a fight, less so. Yeah, fair enough. At least you're honest. <laughs> so to kind of kick things off, we're going to go through uh, our, our fantastic picks and our expert picks, actually, mm. for the England Euro squad. So me and Dryden have sent our squads in. There are a few key differences. Uh, I'm kind of going to go into the whys and who's missed out and why they should miss out because, essentially, uh, we know everything. Um, we do, which is, we which do, is why, yeah, so. which is why, <laughs> which is why. <laughs> now, I've always wanted to do a pod like this because I think it's quite it's quite fun to do, and the squad's not too far from being announced. So to kick things off, we'll go on to the keepers. Uh, Jaren, we seem we picked the same three, so Pickford, Pope, and Henderson. <laughs> yeah, so no no differences there, and I think for most people, uh, it won't be too dissimilar. I was trying to think who would be the notable absentees because, like Pickford, you know, he's had some troubles at Everton, but in England shirt has is, is, is performed. You know, very well performed excellently at the World Cup, mm-hmm. and I'm a big believer that obviously 
someone's call up for an England for England or any international squad has to be largely based in the club form. That's where they're playing ninety five percent of the football, if not more. Yeah. But how they perform for England is still key, right? Because I mean, that's one of the biggest stages if they can handle the pressure, etc. So, um, Pickford, I think, is everyone's number one. Pope has been very good for Burnley. He's played for England as well. And Henderson is that young, up and coming goalkeeper um, that I think everyone believes eventually will be that number one, perhaps number one for Manchester United. But who is the notable absentees? Like. Scott Carson, uh, Premier League winner. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say Rob Green, but I mean, the heartache he, he delivered to us in um, the 2010 World Cup after that Gerard uh, goal yeah. start. Like, I thought we were going to win that World Cup after he scored that goal. Yeah, yeah the less said about that, the better. But um, yeah, you're <laughs> yeah. right. There's no real notable opportunities for this. I mean, potentially, uh, no. Nah. Players like Jack Butland have been in the squad, but I mean, I think he's sort of let's talk, isn't he, Jack Butland? Or he might be... A, West Brom. Sam Johnston has played quite well for West Brom. Yeah, Sam Johnston got call up in the last in the in the last group, but I think these three are pretty set. So you know, I don't think there's much to uh, deliberate mm. on this one. Yeah. Um, Sam Johnston also ex Man United as well. Um, so they've got quite, yeah, quite a few true. keepers on their books. So we'll move on to fullbacks. We do differ. Oh, yes. so Dryden has gone for Luke Shaw, Ben Chilwell, Kyle Walker, and Kieran Trippier. Uh, we have a friend that likes to say Kieran Whippier. And that really bothers me. I thought I'd, <laughs> I thought I'd, I think I had to broadcast that one because it's just so like it's just such it's so crap. Like Kieran Whippier. <laughs> and I think the ref, the reference just for people's well, for reference point is that you know obviously you see you whip a ball in, and I mean that's probably a bit obvious to most people. But yeah, Whippier is it's just not it's just not great. And to be fair, I mean, is he? I mean, he is he's a decent. He does do a decent delivery, an early cross kind of specialist. But that goal unpopular opinion and I've said this before is free kick against Croatia in the same final of the World Cup as much as that was one of the best performances probably my entire life mm. Super should, should, should have saved it man it wasn't in the corner I don't know if you disagree yeah. with that but it wasn't uh, no, in the corner I, I don't disagree with it but you know I thought we were bringing it home so I was I was too ecstatic yeah true at the time. Uh, but we have differed because I've gone with Shaw Chilwell um, Walker and Trent mm. so Trent Alexander-Arnold hasn't made the playing field right and why uh, I think it's an interesting argument. And I think, with as I mentioned earlier, I think you've got to give credit to those that have played well for England. Kieran Trippier would be in that in that bucket. Yeah, I agree with that. And what I think, but what I, I almost contradicted myself here and actually is quite quite bold for what I'm about to argue anyway, is that you know, I do actually think Trippier is possibly more limited out of the three if you take Walker, Trent and um, himself. But Trent plays, and Trent came through a Liverpool team where he plays an incredibly specialist position. He also plays in a very intense pressing side and that has brought the best in him like he's such a gifted footballer and like I almost feel like someone of his quality shouldn't be omitted from an England squad <laughs> especially some of the squads we've had in the last 10 years if you think about that but he's played in such a specialist team we're not going to be playing high press you know for England. international football is so different we're not going to be pressing high up like Liverpool do he's not going to be playing like a right midfielder that he does almost for Liverpool in that sense or even a right winger when they're pressing or at least like he was doing when they were doing so well and defensively, he has come under some criticism. So in international football, it's a bit cagey. You might have to defend one on one a bit more. I'd rather possibly have Trippier and, and Walker in those positions. Um, mm. So, I mean, what do you think about that? I, I do think I do think your, your point about playing better, well, playing well for England does have to count for something, right? <clears throat> We're going to talk about the uh, best 11s later on, and that, that Pickford kind of comes quite strong for that. I think it's quite a difficult one because of Trent's season. I know he's been playing really well lately, and it's all about balance, right? I think the left backs mm. are very sorted. I mean, I would go with Trent because he's the 
bigger talent. However, it shouldn't just be based off talent. So it's quite a tough one for me because I think Walker's going to play. So, you know, I don't think it's really, it's the backup to Kyle Walker for me in terms of the right back slots. However, obviously there's injuries all the time in these tournaments and you can't say, oh yeah, let's pick this guy because he's more talented and he was a world beater a year ago and has suffered a small dip in form over more of an elder statesman. Because there yeah. is an element as well in the squad of England squad's quite young. Yeah. relatively a lot of key positions and I was trying to think of that when I did my squad where I didn't want to have a team where everyone's 20 in mm. a big tournament for the first time or second time so yeah I could see your point with Trippier kind of talking about the notable absentees um, loads of people love to go on about Wan-Bissaka it's like ultimate defensive one-on-one maestro yeah um, he should be in there because when he's facing Kylian Mbappe, like <laughs> it's like <laughs> people say that as if the other fullbacks can't defend but yeah I do that's get, I do get the point that he, he's formidable as a defensive fullback. Um, so he's he's one that missed out. I personally, I think it's hard to be in the England squad brand new now. I wouldn't have bothered. You know, I don't really believe in blooding in. Unless if you're exceptional, I yeah. don't really believe someone should be blooded in now so close to tournament football in terms of like blending into the team and all that sort of stuff. But um, we've also got down Reese James and, and Bertrand. Do you think they're unfortunate not to make it on the list, in particular Reese James? I mean, Reese James, yeah, but it's again, it's, and I've seen loads of pundits talk about this. They're not wrong, though. And it, we have got a, a wealth of, of talent at right back and, well, full back generally. And so someone like Reese James has had a really good season for Chelsea, he's played quite consistently. Wan Bissak has played quite consistently. Someone like Ryan Bertrand as well has played a lot. I wouldn't expect Bertrand to go. Um, he's not actually made a load of caps for England and Chilwell and Shaw for me are just. Are just irreplaceable in that, in that kind of squad picks. Reese James is unfortunate just because of the wealth of quality. I think the only thing that could perhaps, for someone like him to get in there, is if we were to take three, because, and the only reason we would take three is if you think back to the World Cup, Kyle mm. Walker was playing right centre back in a, in a th- yeah, with three centre halves. Mm. And although that was a long time ago, and since that tournament where he played right centre back and Trippier played right back, so if that was the case, and if that was Southgate's plan this time, then actually, We'd be thinking more of Walker is that right centre back, and he'd have, we'd have to be taking Trippier and perhaps Trent and perhaps or perhaps Reese James or Wan Bissaka. Um, he hasn't played that much since um, the World Cup, so it suggests not. But he did play that against Belgium away, which was a big game in the UEFA Nations League, um, where we need to win that game to to basically try and win the group and go through to the final stages. Mm. Um, he played with Walker right centre back. Um, I think he played with Walker right centre back, and I'm pretty sure he played with Dyer. Uh, it was quite an interesting back line. Um, it might be because of injuries. But then he also had Trippier on the right. So there's that point about what sort of system we're going to go for in that regard. Um, but yeah, I, I think if you're Reese James and you're, you're Ryan Bissaka, you're, you're possibly thinking it's, a bit, it's, it's going to be tough to get in. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree with you on, on that point. So kind of to move on into to the centre-backs, we differ here again. You've gone with uh, Maguire, Stones, Mings and Keane. I reluctantly went for Maguire, Stones, Tamori and Keane. I didn't actually want mm. my, uh, Michael Keane in. Uh, I actually wanted... Uh, I was going to be really rogue and be, say Esri Concer, but he's Ooh, not been in the England. Yeah. He's not, but he's not been in the England squads. Um, so for me personally, I decided to opt out of who's the one that's missing Mings because yeah, I think I think as an I think as an I think tomorrow is playing quite well. You know he's kind of been under the Lampard wave, and for one reason or another, he dipped, he fell out of the team. He's gone to another country, new league, and he's playing really really well. Yeah, I think it, it, a lot of these 
choices as well is dependent on what England are trying to do. I think a lot of the time, I don't actually know, which is bad for South getting bad for our hopes this summer. I don't really know what England actually even want to do. So if you said to me, England are going to play with a high line and are going to look to attack from the front. I know Mings is quite quick anyway, but, you know, Tamori is, is a real athlete. So, you know, there's advantages like that. But if England then go and start saying, oh, actually, no, what we're going to do is we're going to, you know, sit deeper. We're going to try and, you know, be airily quite combative. Then obviously you yeah. pick someone more like Mings. So it's all quite subjective. Yeah, he's made, and Mings has been ever poor at times, and to an extent, Malt Keane as well. Tomori, it's one of them. And it's not. I mean, it's not great for picking a squad when actually now, and and thankfully now we finally got players playing overseas. But some like Tomori, I've seen so little of, and, and arguably the Trippier as well. Um, but they have been playing both playing um very well abroad. Tomori has been touted. I think we had a, <laughs> we did the Italian football podcast episode where they were raving about Tomori and um, there's talk of him getting picked up by AC Milan if they can actually afford the. The buyout clause on the on the loan mm. deal. So, with that in mind, you get someone playing um, at a high level in AC Milan team. They're actually leading. They were leading the Serie A for a long time. Um, it's just uh, yeah, it's almost a cop out for me because it's difficult for me to put him in without seeing much of him. But yeah, with that in mind, true. I do. Yeah, it's, we can't then just start discrediting everyone who's a pro- plays abroad because yeah. finally they are playing abroad because we don't watch them week in week out. So mm. I think what you've put there is is perfectly acceptable. Mings has been error prone, so I was kind of on the fence about it. I put. If we talk about notable absentees, I, I popped in. I couldn't think of anyone. <laughs> so yeah. I popped in Tarkovsky because he's played for England. As you said, Conte is a good shout. I didn't think of that either. Yeah, so, so Tarkovsky is an interesting one because he believes that he needs to leave um, Burnley to progress his career. So it's quite an interesting one with him. So he's said to Burnley, I'm not signing a new deal because he, he. I know that Leicester have tried to sign him and West Ham. I think Leicester, two windows back to back. But mm. he obviously stayed uh, because the money wasn't right. And I think he is one of those ones where he thinks he's a lot better than people give him credit for because he's not at a more fashionable club, which which probably does hold some weight to it, I think. So, yeah, he's a noble absentee. Um, you know, Connor Cody is someone we've both dropped. Yeah, yeah. Um, England, could, England could play in a three as well. So it's not... I I don't I just I just think there are enough centre backs there that can do it as a three without him. But he is another one as well. You know, he seems yeah, a nice true. guy. But um, yeah, I think <laughs> that's quite. <laughs> I don't know why I said that. It seems great. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, I think that that's that's set for the centre halves. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, moving on to central midfield. So when we talk about central midfield here, we're talking holding midfield, defensive midfield, because Southgate like just like to play with um, two kind of almost like screening players or two players just sitting in front of the back four. And actually, this is where. England are probably a bit thinner in terms of quality. I mean, the rest of the side, you could, you could argue centre-half we've just discussed, but the rest of the side, we've actually got quite a lot of depth now, a lot of players playing overseas and stuff. Um, but here we're, we're a bit thinner. We've seen Calvin Phillips come in. And actually, we've just, I'll just start with who we've got, actually. So I've got Bellingham, Henderson, Rice and Phillips. And you went for Bellingham, Hendo, Rice and Phillips. <laughs> so good. Some uh, some agreement there. But it is a bit where we're, we're a bit thinner. Henderson is... Um, might not be fit. So then that does create a slot for someone um, to potentially to potentially come in. Um, who do you think would be your pick to come in if Hendo was not able to make the squad? That's a tough, tough one. one. I don't think, I think you're right. Like if you read those names again, so Bellingham obviously is going to be a future star or is mm. playing very well now. Rice is, is also a very good player as well. I think Calvin Phillips is an interesting one anyway as a midfield option because I think he is a good player. Um, I, I don't think as a four, 
it's the most exciting for or um, high quality for that there is around mm. Europe, but it's still very good. When we're looking at the people to come in, though, you know, in terms of who's been in and around the squad, we're looking at the likes of Ward Prowse, yeah, uh, yeah. Maitland Niles, and Eric Dyer. Ward Prowse, um, Southgate seems to like or has liked in the past. Yeah, um, I always, I've always felt the central midfield option, those two like water carrier positions. England have always been a bit light. Um, you know, mm. we used to have Jake Livermore back in the day. He was playing <laughs> as well. Um, Fabian Delph has yeah. been a regular in the squad. These are all good players. It's just it's always been an area where England, I felt depth-wise, have been a bit lighter than you kind of need to be to progress at uh, the top, really, because it's such an important part of the team. I think to come in would be Ward-Prowse if Hendo didn't make it. Um, just because I don't like Eric Dyer is mm. essentially why. And Maitland-Niles, I don't think, has played... Uh, enough at the, in, in that part of midfield to then actually command playing there for England. Yeah, I think it would be a, it would be a um, a pick between Ward Prowse and Dyer. As you said, he's played Ward Prowse has played a lot of football for England um, in say the last kind of like UEFA uh, the World Cup qualifiers, UEFA Nations League and friendlies and whatnot. He's played a lot of, a lot of minutes. Dyer was at the World Cup though, as part of that successful World Cup team. Now I do wonder if that'll hold any weight. Score the penalty, mm. which I, I again. In popular opinion, again, possibly should have been saved uh, against Colombia. Um, and he can drop as a centre-half as well, uh, which arguably Rice can do as well. Perhaps Phillips can. I've not seen him do that, but perhaps he can. Henderson's played there for Liverpool, but we've had troubles there. And because we are a bit, little bit light in terms of quality at centre-back, even though, I mean, we will have four centre-backs there. So <laughs> you'd like mm. to think that they would get picked um, ahead of one of the central midfield players. But if there was to be some injuries, um, Stones has been unfit a lot this season. Um, then perhaps that can be an option and that might sway some thinking. Um, but I mean, you've got a 26 man squad now. So in theory, yeah. it's been less about picking James Milner's and more about picking uh, specialists, if that's still a thing anymore. Um, mm. So it'll be interesting. I really like Rice um, and him and Mount for some reason, and we'll go on to the attacking midfield side or the eight side. Um, him and Mount, I think just get a lot, of, just get a lot of stick. I don't know what it is, or they just, do, they seem to have to do more. Like someone like Foden, for example, even though Rice is a bit older than the pair of them, but Mount's are a little bit older than than Forden. Forden has got this kind of story behind him, working class, being at the city of his life, like proper Manchester Mank boy who's come through and everyone loves him. But people like Rice and Mount, people love to slay it every earliest opportunity. Mm. Um, I don't know what it is, but I like Rice a lot. And it'd be interesting to see Bellingham. I mean, what, it'd be possibly I think it'd be 17 or 18 by the time the, I think possibly 18 by the time the Euros comes along. And it is young to be, start, to be, to be starting someone. I mean, if Henderson doesn't make it, I've put mm. my 11 and we'll come on to it. Is Bellingham starting alongside Rice? Mm. It's very young to be playing starting yeah. at that level. But if he's good very. enough, why not? Why not? Yeah, exactly. I think the problem with uh, competition ball is a margin of errors are so small. Yeah. And no one no one wants to be, you know, England's all bigged up and really hyped and then Bellingham's the next golden boy. And then we lose like 4-0 to Scotland. Because <laughs> inexperience has cost us, or you know, there's been a few mistakes that that were made. But um, yeah, you raise a good point. So, kind of in the attacking midfield, you've got a slightly different mix. Uh, you've gone with Mount and Foden. I've yeah. added in three. Um, so Mount Foden and uh, J Mads Madison. Yeah. <laughs> this is boys call him J Mads. So, I, I don't know that I just made I just made, I just made that up. but yeah yeah listen <laughs> they were the three I'd have in midfield in my attacking midfield options so obviously why did you opt out for James Madison yeah so I mean just 
Yeah, so just to just, just to let me some context on the numbers, I've added an extra wing when we get there, and HS has got one less. I've got five wingers. I'll say, you know, wide midfield players. Um, which mm. has went for four. Um, I think with so it's this is an interesting one because arguably Foden has played um, has start games out wide yeah. <laughs> for City. Yeah. They play very fluid football, so you know he's not a winger. It's not as if he's he's asked to run down the wing and put crosses in like Aaron Lynn style. Um, he plays that kind of Bernardo Silva role uh, where they're all constantly moving into space. So whether for England he would occupy that sort of position given we've got talent out there and whether he would actually start more as an eight or a 10 if we did play with that um, is, up, is remains to be seen. I think Mount will be starting all day long and he's had an excellent season. Mm. Um, but then we are, yeah, I mean, if Foden wasn't to start in that position, then we are actually very thin. So it would give way to to having that extra man in there like James Madison um, to shore up. Uh, Jack Grealish is someone that I've put in my wingers as a view. He can also perhaps play centrally, but again, hasn't played centrally under... Um, or hasn't played centrally. He starts in kind of left wing position for Aston Villa. Um, hasn't played in like a central position for Southgate either. So it makes you think, well, if Foden and, and Grealish aren't going to play there, are we a bit thin just having Mount? Um, unless someone like Rice is using a bit more of an attacking mould. Um, but yeah, I don't necessarily have a really a really good answer for that because it's hard with the balance of the squad. But I can't think who else I'd have apart from adding Madison in from an attacking standpoint as an absentee. Yeah, no, I, I kind of I agree with what you're saying. I think it is tough with with Foden in particular out of, out of the three players. Or because for my one, obviously, I've got Foden, Mount, and Madison. Because then you've got Grealish. There's a lot of guys. I think it's like a modern midfielder, right? There's a lot of modern midfielders where they can play wide. They can also play centrally. They can yeah. play some of them play eight. So as a result, you know, someone has to drop out. I think. The way you've lined your squad up, which we'll go into the wingers later, I don't mind Madison being out of it. I think he's been unfortunate with injuries this season when the squads have been announced. So he has played and he has been in and out of the squads. He he would be third on my list out of the three if I was to pick, you know, if I was to put them centrally. I don't know if Foden even would play there, as you rightly said. Mm. Um, so I don't disagree with that one. I think in terms of other notable absentees, Smithrow, Emil Smithrow, perhaps. I mean, he's played a lot for Arsenal yeah, in the last. Yeah, Smithrow, yeah, Smithrow has played well. I think, yeah, he's his problem is that his competition are similar ages to him, so it's not even like a case of oh, you know, this is the future because you know Foden's twenty, Mount's around the same age, and Madison's twenty four. So, you know, they're not particularly old players. So, yeah, I think Smithrow has a, has a small case. I know he, he went to the under-21 tournament. Um, yeah, that, that's not that's not a bad one, Smithrow. I, th- I, th- I think the difficulty is the, is the system again. So if we do, I mean, I don't think he'll play with the, when I, mean, I say this, we played at the World Cup and it works so well, but I don't think he'll play with three centre-backs and Walker right centre-back. So, but if he did, then arguably you're going to have five across the back. You're going to have two is in the middle, say Rice and Bellingham. Uh, or Rice and Mount, perhaps, if if we are going to play that, um, and then you're going to have three across the front. Um, I don't know, even just saying that, I don't think he will because he likes to have someone like Rice and say Rice and Henderson or Rice and Bellingham above the above the defence, and then that means you've got to fit Mount in. I just can't see Mount not playing. He's been so excellent towards the end of this last the end of the season. Has been yeah, yeah, doing yeah. so well. So that means that the reason I mentioned that is because then you've got to think about well, how offensive is that third midfield player going to be or is he even going to be there if we play five at the back? Um, mm. 
But if we are playing with two players like Rice and say Bellingham or Rice and Henderson, then that third midfield player in, this, in central positions should be really offensive. But I just think it's going to be it's it's going to be Mount. Um, and do we need extra cover there? If Foden can play there, and if Greedish can play there, then then so be it. I put Lingard in my wingers, and arguably Lingard could actually play in that position on more than eight than perhaps mm. um, he's given credit for. Um, I don't think he would start out wide, perhaps. So if he was to make the cut, then that could be an, an option there. So, and I think he'd arguably get in over Madison for me because... Yes, yeah, that's fair. Yeah, just because of the, his performances for West Ham and the amount he's played. Madison didn't start yesterday, for example. Um, so, and he just has been, he's been injured quite a lot in the second half of the season. Mm. So I'd be surprised to see him on the on the bus. On the bus. Yeah, no, you make a good point, Lingard, and it ties in quite well to our, our next section, which are the wingers. So you've gone with um, Rara, who is Raheem Sterling, but people call him Rara. Yeah. Uh, Jaden Sancho, Sancho, uh, Grealish, Saka, <laughs> and Jay Lings. I'm just uh, abbreviating all of these names because I know yeah. them on, on a nice. personal basis. Yeah. All my, all my, all my boys. I've gone with uh, Sterling, Sancho, Grealish, and Saka. So I have kicked out Lingard, and to be fair, that is quite controversial. Um, Greenwood is also missing out, which is mm. kind of controversial because he's he's been bagging. You know, he's young, can obviously play up top as well. Um, I would say, yeah, Lingard. So the reason why I didn't put in Lingard was because he was he's been in such good form but i think that the four i've gone with are better players and younger mm. and it's a good mix so i'm looking at sancho i deem sancho relatively experienced as a baller because he's been playing now for dortmund for what, three years now playing yeah. at top level championship level he's a relative he's a young guy with good experience in football in my opinion raheem sterling's like an elder statesman he's only 25 Go back. So how many caps? Is he got? <laughs> like, he's, yeah. got like, he's got it's so mad. many caps. He's like he's a, he's a real elder statesman he's in the squad. Only, really. He's only twenty five. Yeah, Sterling. Oh, Sterling's our age. Well, I'm forty two, but um, <laughs> oh, he's twenty six. Yeah, he's just yeah. he turned twenty six in December. But yeah, wow. I mean, I mean, he's, he's younger than me. Yeah, most of the squad is fair. You are you, you know spring you know spring chicken, mate. Um, yeah, he's got sixty one. He's got sixty one caps. So he's like a real elder statesman in the squad. So I mean, the balance is quite good. I just felt that with Lingard's the other four, I think Saka, obviously I'm biased as an Arsenal fan, Arsenal have been crap. And I think that's underplayed how good Saka has been. I think Grealish has played very well, but injuries mattered up for it at the wrong time. I think if anyone was to come in, Lingard was to take anyone's spot, it'd be Grealish. But I think Grealish yeah. can do things with the ball that other players can't. So I'd like to see him there. And yeah, Sancho is nailed on for me. So it is a, it is a contention. I think Greenwood, I can live with more Greenwood being out. Obviously, you left him out as well. I think he could easily be in there, but I, I just think he hasn't done exceptionally more than the players that we're talking about, I don't think, to be in the squad. Mm, yeah, I, mean, I saw some talk in the media about people. Talk, I don't know if it's just a, I don't know if it's just like kind of ruffling the feathers and getting a discussion going, but people talking about, well, is Sterling going to make the cut? Of course Sterling's going to make the cut, man. I mean, <laughs> I know we've got a wealth of, we've got a wealth of attacking talent now or just a better squad generally since the World Cup, but we did well. People say, oh, we had an easy run, but you can only, you can only play against the teams that are in front of you and um, we still performed pretty well, I would say. We made, we made the best of, we made the best of our squad and played to our strengths in that and I thought Sterling was absolutely exceptional. So many I saw so many sort of fans on Twitter or just social media generally talk about how oh, Sterling's losing the ball too much. Well, yeah, because he's he's making things happen. Like without Sterling yeah. that side, and that World Cup side, it was so kind of stale. Like, and to be fair, to kind of contradict my Lingard point before to extend, or just contradict having him in 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 general. 
Lingard, I remember, I thought when he played, and he scored against Panama, but I thought he looked a bit shook in that World Cup. And I know it's the World Cup, but he didn't seem to have the same sort of flair and kind of um, energy that I've seen him when he's played for Manchester United in the past and now since he's played for West Ham. So without Sterling, I thought it would have been so still. And even Sancho for England, I've not seen him come alive, but we haven't seen him on the on the biggest stages in compared to football because everything other than a tournament really is a bit non-competitive now, isn't it, in international football? So mm. it's really hard to judge. Grealish hasn't, he's obviously been injured recently, has had, you know, a little bit of trouble getting into Southgate's plans, if you see mm. in the last 12 months. Yeah, he has. Every fan wants to see him, even if it isn't going to be beneficial to the squad, because he's just an excellent footballer and so good to watch. Like everyone just romanticise him alongside Gascoigne time. So um, I think we'll hopefully see him. Um, Greenwood, though, would be the, I think, the safer choice, and I think that's why there could be a, a potential that you could see Grealish out and Greenwood in, because Grealish hasn't played as much. Greenwood's been playing a lot of late. He's been scoring goals, getting assists, doing well. Is two footed, can take set pieces. I mean, Greenwich can take set pieces too, but I, I just got a feeling that Southgate will go down the safer route and put him in over Grealish. I think Saka mm. will be in there. He's played loads of us under Southgate and can play in a multitude of positions. He can even mm. play centrally and is ex- exceptional talent. I think he's great. Sancho is still nailed on. So I think it'll be interesting to see whether it'll be um, Grealish or Greenwood. Lingard might get in there just because we've got that extra man. I think if, if I was doing a 25 man squad, Lingard wouldn't have been in there. I think he was the last one on my sheet just because he's playing well and again can occupy perhaps that midfield position where a bit we're a bit thinner. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree with that to be fair. Um yeah, I, I think in terms of in terms of the midfield options or the winger options, I think we're pretty set on or nailed on. I think there's a few contentious ones. Finally. We finally got some quality in that area, which is quite decent. Yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> England have got England width wise have got a lot of talent. I think they've got good striking options. I think, yeah, a little bit in the defensive mid-area and centre-back area, they're a bit weaker, but um, they're pretty good. And the final section is obviously strikers. So I've gone with Young Rash. Um, you've gone with Young Rash, sorry, Kane, DCL and Callum Wilson. Callum Wilson. We're going to go on to that. <laughs> then I've gone, for, I've gone for Rashford, Kane, Ings and DCL. Um, yeah. So Callum Wilson needs to get straight in the bin. <laughs> right. The reason, let me give me some rationale here, right? Yeah. I mean, for me, you put Ings. I think Ings is excellent. If Ings was fully fit, and because he's been he's been injured so much, but is he even is he even fit now? I don't. I didn't see the Southampton game yesterday, so I don't know if he's now fit. But for me, Ings will go. He'll get injured. I, I can't. And he's not. He's not. I don't want to say the word match fitness, so I'm not going to say it. But he hasn't been playing a lot. So it, for me, if Ings has been playing consistently, I mean, how good was he at the start of the season? So I think for me, Ings would be in there. If we're talking raw technical ability. I've not put him in there because he's been so in, he's been in, he's injury prone. He hasn't played much. Um, for me, it's actually between Wilson and Watkins. If you're talking about that fourth one, I mean they're not going to play, mate. <laughs> the fourth strikers <laughs> never play. I mean Dominic Calvert Lewin for me is excellent. So yeah, he has been. If he can, if it, it depends if Rashford will play as a striker though, and he can do that, and I think he's good in that position. Um, and obviously he's there if the players get injured, so I think he'll pick him there. But it plays out wide a lot. So when you talk about recognised number nines, if we talk about that, then perhaps it's only really Kane and Dominic Calvert-Loons. Then you might need that third striker in case someone like Kane gets injured. Wilson, I put in because of his form. I think he's an excellent finisher, but again, he's injury prone. <laughs> They're actually yeah. quite similar to Ings. I think Callum Wilson is getting off the point a bit. He's a little bit of a Jermaine Defoe type player. He's an excellent striker. He's an excellent finisher. 
he will always be, in my opinion, in the Premier League and scoring a lot of goals and probably end up with a lot of goals at the end of his career. Mm. But he'll, and he'll probably play for England a bit, but I don't think he'll play for like a top four, top six tie, uh, top six side. I mean, even though you know, before play for Spurs, but at the time they weren't what they are now. So just to kind of uh, <laughs> just a kind of off point, but Watkins and Ing, sorry, Watkins would be the absentees from ours. I would say. Um, yeah, Oli Watkins is making it. Sorry, Watkins. Yeah, uh, I think he's played quite well. You know, Bamford as well is another one. Um, yeah, yeah, very true. Who, who could be in with a shot as well. I just think, yeah, you're right. The fourth option is highly unlikely to play. And when we talk about it as a group of three, I'm really talking about Rashford, Kane and DCL. Um, I think they're the main three, uh, especially Rashford is also an option wide and he doesn't actually play up top that often. But mm. I think, yeah, in terms of the fourth option, the reason why I went with Ings was to try and get something a little bit different. I mean, yeah, you could argue as well that Wilson does that for you and the mm. guys, uh, Watkins and Bamford do too. But yeah, no, Wilson's, Wilson's got to go. Was, <laughs> was... I mean, if, if Ings is fit. But what I don't want England to do, and I mean, this is kind of bold in the way because Kane's arguably our best player, one of our best players. So therefore should play, you know, arguably every game. How many, I mean, how many times did France rest their best players on, on the route to the winning the World Cup or rotate them. But, you know, England can be a bit predictable when we play against Belgium. I mean, Grealish played and got a lot of the ball and got a lot of the limelight, did quite well, but we were quite predictable. Kane loves to come really deep and I do wonder um, if we're just going forward, even though we've got that talent, international football is so cagey. If you've got Kane dropping off, I just, I can see us just not really posing much of a threat, even though we've got that talent. Um, I mean, unless unless Southgate says to Kane, look, you need to be in around the penalty area and says to Mount, you need to be really far forward and have the wingers pushed up to the fullbacks and then we can actually really cause a threat. But I don't want to see us just starting with Kane every game and just it being a bit predictable. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, um, I get, I get you. Let, mean. Let's just have someone like Ings, like coming to Calvert-Lewin, like Wilson, who can come in, can ruffle things up. Adam maybe a bit more pace to it as well um, and be, be a bit more of a poacher than, even though Kane is actually excellent poacher, he's grown into a bit more of a different player. So... I just want us to have that option or a different option to what we do now. As if you're saying rough, rough things up. It's such an old school English commentary <laughs> term. That's my, that's, yeah, that's my role in this podcast, though. Is, is <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, so to, to kind of finish things off, because I've run a bit out of time now, mm. would be our 11 to that first game. So, I mean, I, I mean, they're quite similar hours. So I went for Pickford in goal, yeah, for Walker, Maguire, Stone Shaw, which you went for that both uh, that defence and goalkeeping option as well. I went for Rice, Bellingham, Mount, but I put brackets, Hendo, if fit, to replace Bellingham. <laughs> mm. So it's a bit different to you because you went Hendo, Bellingham, um, Mount, so you wouldn't have Rice in your... No, in your I, wouldn't, I wouldn't know because I wanted it to be an inverted triangle, so one guy holding mm. two further up. Yeah, because yeah. I think England are going to struggle against teams they should expect to beat, right? Because if they keep lining up with the two DMs they normally have, then yeah. they, will, they will, in my opinion, they would struggle. Um, obviously, it's all preference. It's all dependent on who they're facing. But I would like to see a more attacking team with one pivot and two kind of runners either side um, in, in in a Bellingham or a Mount. I think that'd be quite good. Um, and that's, yeah, that's my midfield. Mm. I think up the top, you've gone with, oh, the exact same. Oh, nice. So you've gone with <laughs> Sterling Kane, Sterling Kane, Sancho. Yeah, I think there's a lot of heat on Sterling to not be in the lineup because of his form post-Christmas. But as I said to you, he's an elder statesman in the England team. So uh, he he needs to play. I would. There is an argument should he start, but I think this experience thing, right? So we're looking at 
at caps in the squads that we've picked. So Walker's got a lot of pick, he's got a fair few now. Yeah. Maguire does, so does Stones. Shaw doesn't actually have that many. Rice and mm. Bellingham, very few. Hendo has quite a lot now. Mount, not many. And then you've got Sancho's like a, a, a few and then Sterling and Kane. I think it's a good level of experience. So, I mean, if we took out Sterling for a uh, Foden or I'm trying to think of someone else who've got wide in our squads or a Saka, I, I don't mm. think Saka would start. I don't think it's too detrimental, but I think he's done enough in the English shirt and his form generally as a player that he should he should definitely start. Mm, agreed. Oh, I think you're bang on with the midfield point as well because what can happen so much in international football, you watch it and it's actually, we get so hyped up for these tournaments, but it's so cagey, man, because no one wants to lose. So you get the group stages, like, you know, if you get a couple of draws, even if you get two draws and you manage to sneak a win at the end, you'll probably score through. So any team is thinking that. Um, I mean, the bigger sides want to win every game, but at the same time, they're playing against teams that would happily take a draw against them. So it's so cagey. And so if you do play with two holding midfield players, and then my point before, if you've got two holding midfield players, Kane coming deep, um, then actually, who have we actually got in advanced positions? But with Sterling, he's played so well for England, I think, um, even since coming into the fold at the World mm-hmm. Cup. Um, I just think he's got to play. Sancho is one of them players that is, is in there because he is exceptional. He's played for well for Dortmund. He scored goals in the, the DFB Pokal final recently. So he's got form and class about him. Numbers can't be argued against. So it'd be interesting to see him in an England shirt because I've not seen him dazzle in an England shirt yet. But, you know, as I mentioned before, he hasn't played that much. And also he's played in, he played in the UEFA Nations League, man. Like, it's not competitive, is it? I mean, no one really no. cares, that, do they? I mean, what's, yeah. what's the prize? Co- qualification to the Euros, <laughs> which you're going to get anyway. <laughs> like, yeah, brilliant. Um, you get the trophy, yeah, that's great, to be fair. Yeah, it would be good to win it. But, you know, it's still, it's 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 walking start pace football. All right, and that's just, well, that's all for today. Quite a long one today as we went through that. Um, but obviously, you're going through 26 players, so it's not going to be short. Yeah. Um, the Yeah, the squad's announced a week on Tuesday. Um, so looking forward to that to see if we were wrong in terms of selections and to see if Southgate has different thinking to us. Um, but we'll see. So, yeah, thank you all for, for listening. Thank you, Edges. And we'll, uh, we'll see you all next week, next time. Cheers, guys. Thank you.